There's a, I think it's a salamander, but it's called a hellbender. I thought, why is there not a song called Hellbender? Because that's fucking awesome. It's obviously a Judas Priest song somewhere. <laughs> it's got to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, Salamander. It's actually way. four of them. <laughs> salamander, that's that's a clutch song. I don't, well, what is, there's a clutch song where you talk about Salamander, but I don't know what. You think of the Dragonfly? No. Doesn't he talk about Salamanders too? Not in that Dragonfly song. There's another song where he talks about Salamanders. And that Dragonfly song great. Keith's version of that album had a different hidden track what what up what up the uh, uh what was it elephant the, riders uh, yeah yeah huh. the, yeah what song was it do you remember i don't remember the name of it but yeah i mean my, i think it's i exactly, think we have it on like B-side they released like now. four different like hidden tracks yeah it's sneaky on that and it, it's cool it's it's fucking bullshit uh <laughs> but mine had the best <laughs> I don't know. Dragonfly. Dragonfly is great. I mean, no, no. Dragonfly leads into. Oh, yeah. Because it was like. Dun, 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 something on the storm. Oh, yeah. I think it's this song I'm thinking of. Sorry. I'm I'm veering off topic. It's all my fault. Are you, any of you guys into Cracker? No. I don't know. No. I feel like they're a lot like Clutch, but in a just a rock way, huh. like a rock, almost country, but not bad country way. Yeah. They have a lot of deep cuts and weird, smart lyrics. I'd recommend them to y'all. Oh, they're also local. Oh. Yeah, I knew that. They're Richmond. There we go. Nice. <laughs> Pretty good. Don't they lay eggs? Probably. They played that when we saw them, Joe. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Should we get into uh, this next episode? Do you want to just, uh, there's no. No banter. <laughs> we just bantered. cold intro. We, did. we talked about hell. about clutch. <laughs> we bantered the fuck out of that. <laughs> When a form of music that our children like becomes linked with ghoulish images and violent theatrics, it demands our attention. Hundreds of thousands of teenagers are locked onto so-called heavy metal music. I grew up metalhead. I love 80s. Yeah! 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 80s metal, like Metallica. Yeah! 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 What do you call this? If this place is called, I lick my love pump. It's gonna be abrasive, it's gonna be sickening, it's gonna be hard to listen to, it's gonna be aggressive, and it's gonna fucking kick you in the fucking balls of the pussy. Alrighty. Welcome back once again. Some more time podcast. Hey. Uh, Tim's here, and Keith's here, and Joe's here, and I'm here. Hello. Back again Hi. to talk more 1989. Word. We thought we were done, but we're not done. We found some more. We did find some more. We're, we're digging deep, but yeah, uh, we're digging deep. I think this is the last 89 episode, the last 1989 episode. I would so, think so, yes. Yeah. yeah you never I mean, we got to end it with something fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue 
that we are going to talk about some metal here. I think, yeah, I agree. All right. I agree. Yeah. I'm with him. Yeah, so this this episode, uh, we are talking about Masters of Reality by Masters of Reality, (laughs) Uh, Doolittle by Pixies, and Bleach Mm -hmm. by Nirvana. Once again. None of which are metal albums. I disagree completely. All right, we'll we'll get into that. We should we start with that? I I will. I we argue with. I I disagree with your premise right away, Keith. I think all three of these albums are metal. What you think the Pixies? No, I gotta draw a line there. (laughs) Bunch of pussies. (laughs) Uh, I would I would say Masters of Reality has some uh some metal. Exactly. I would yeah. say flat out that is psychedelic rock. That is flat out. I love uh, what's his, Nathan Bridges, uh, Leon Bridges. You guys listen to him at all? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. He does. He pretty much is singing soul like he's like in 1950. You know, mm. he, it is so fucking beautiful to hear him do it the way it was done, the way it was pure. When it came to listen to Masters of Reality, Started listening to that. I was actually in traffic. I was in rush hour traffic I, around I guess DC. We're going into them. Yeah, we'll start with them. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting there. And, and can I preface this with? I think it's metal and attitude, not necessarily uh, what you're hearing. Sure. Okay. I, I, <laughs> okay. You're an idiot. Um, one way or another. All right. I'm in fucking DC rush hour traffic. I throw this fucking album in, and it's. It's relaxing. This is psychedelic rock, like Steppenwolf, like this, Iron Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. This is. Let's state this again. What the album is? Oh yeah, it, it's Masters, Masters of Reality, Reality by the band Masters of Reality. Yeah, and yeah. The, the, this album came out in 1989, and it should have come out in like 1972. These guys, <laughs> these guys so, hit, and I mean that's the one thing you saw who the drummer is, right? I didn't. This is Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker was the drummer on this. <laughs> Yes. Wait, on this album? Are you sure about yeah. that? Yeah, I'm going to look now. That's not yeah. what Wikipedia says. Yeah, but I don't know. It, I, holy crap. I mean. Maybe he's on the second album. I might be fucking this up. I mean, that's... <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the drummer is Vinny Ludovico. Oh, maybe it's the second album. Oh. All right. I you mean... know who the bass player is? Googe. Googe. <laughs> G-O-O-G-E. Oh. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the uh, keyboard player is? No, Mr. Owl. Oh, <laughs> and they're How matches many of reality. Does it take huh? to get to the center of a fancy <laughs> roll pop. That's I a mean, strange reality. How, how, how did this album not come out yeah. in 1972 instead of 1989? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, this is. I mean, listen to this. I mean, the one big thing I'd say is, uh, I mean the. There isn't an enormous talent level of these musicians. These guys are good, but they're not like Ooh, I, they're not like you know. You listen to fucking Jimmy Page, you know, from the early seventies playing the you know the, the early psychedelic or you know metal esque stuff. Yeah, you know he's doing some some crazy shit. These guys, I mean, it's great music. It, it is so it is a good driving album. I would say this album is really it. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's very bluesy. Quote unquote yeah, hits. Yeah, good blues. Yeah. They had a video for this song. Yeah. 
production. Yeah. I, yep. I love how, how clearly the face comes in. Yeah. Oh, you know who the producer was? Rick Rubin. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that until I, I researched this up. Didn't know. Yeah. What was the... Uh, Joe, there's a connection with Queens of the Stone Age, isn't there? Yes, there is. But before we get to that... Okay. Ginger Baker was on the second album. Okay. Oh. Sunrise on the Suffer Bus. Another great album. Okay. But yeah, I okay. I didn't explore the other albums yet, but I will. I'm very interested. Um, so Chris Goss is the like the the main guy in this band, the singer, guitar right. player, really guitar player. And um, you know what? I can look him up here. He, um, I know he's produced. I know he produced the last album by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, okay. I think he produced. Oh, and he actually um, he did some Caius too. He's been with him a long time. Hmm. Okay. And uh, he's credited as the godfather of desert rock. Ah, okay. The uh, last Queens of the Stone Age album, when I was listening to it, I thought, man, this sounds a lot like That's Masters of Reality. <laughs> and that, th- this was a couple of years ago, right? When that album came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and so I kind of, so I, I looked at, I looked up the, uh, album on uh, wikipedia and i was like or or wherever and i was like oh this guy it's produced by chris goss and i went back and i was looking through some other and, and i didn't realize that he had worked with them for years huh. okay so it was kind of a, a a cool like culmination of this band and and queens of the stone age well my first note was to me they sound like a mix between eagles of death metal and the doors like there's I, this, the, the, I like love the second that rock. That. The the, fir, the the very first thing I thought was is the Doors album. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I yes, mean, there's, there's, I mean yeah. which is weird because I mean the bass the bass is comes in so clear. Like I really love he what he's the doing. Lizard King, right? Huh? Yeah, there you go. Was, was he the Lizard King? Was that was that uh, Morrison? Yeah, Jim Morrison's nickname. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole theme through yeah. this the seventies well, getting too. high. Like, Barely the eighties, but this song. And I, the, I think this is the song I was like, oh, this is Dorsey. It's just blues. I mean it's yeah. straight blues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just blues. Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> it's yeah. Doors Blues, right? Yeah. It's yeah. uh mm-hmm. it's very LA Woman. Anything off that yeah, right there. Off of LA Woman, yeah. The Virginia swamps and the yeah, that, back and all that. that that turnaround yeah. is like total blues. Yeah. <laughs> Not that disco soft parade bullshit. <laughs> I like that album too. Yeah. Anyway, so that that was like, yeah, I was listening to that, going, "Holy shit, that's uh, that's L.A. Woman era Doors right there for sure." Yeah, that's one thing. Like, like when I when I listen to this, um, you know, let's face it, I'm in the middle of fucking DC rush yeah. hour i'm not happy <laughs> you're an idiot this was really fucking calming this is a really i mean i would really flat out say it's a great fucking driving album. yeah there's just solid tempo good fucking like just smooth blues going on in it, it is it's this is a good the song I mean, when he talks know, about her what? ass 
I mean, I don't good. remember what that one is. But Joe, you you first said that these guys are like the godfathers of of stoner rock or desert something? desert rock. Desert? Well, stoner rock, yeah, yeah, like desert rock. Same, kind of the kind of the same thing. I I think. Well, I think Eric, you said desert rock, but Joe, okay, he right. he said the singer Chris Goss is like recognized I, as the godfather of desert rock, apparently. Or or yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I feel like Caius is the first like stoner rock slash desert rock band. Is there a differi- differentiation that we should be making there? I don't know. In styles? I, I, heroin I, rock? I think they're kind of the same thing. Oh, that's maybe a stoner rock band and not be from the desert. Yeah. Like Clutch. Well, I think probably. It, I don't think you have to. I know. I know a lot of stoners from Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think you have to be from the <laughs> desert to be one. No. Right. I mean, people people put clutch in that category, which I don't really agree with. But no, I think I those guys smoke a, I feel they're different. a deal of yeah. Clutch is their own thing. Drugs. They're not even yeah. I, they're they, not I, you know. I guess they're metal, but not not even metal. They're like no, yeah. They started off metal, but yeah. they're not. They're just clutch. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of clutch, though, yeah. hey, that's a good segue. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is. So I was listening to Are we talking about. I was listening to the very last song, "Kill the King," which yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" Did they do a? Uh, a Dio, Dio cover? A Dio cover? A, that's crazy. Or, uh, it's, uh, that's actually Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. Rainbow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, did a Rainbow cover? No, it's totally, totally coincidental. But, so I was listening to this intro, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice, you know? And then they oh, get, they get to... Changes. It changes big time. And you get to the, yeah. the riff in the beginning, you're like, holy shit, they're clutch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Man, that's fucking off. God, it gets true. even more clutchy in a minute, though. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Right here. That's like that could be on a clutch album from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think I actually, Tim and I were kind of texting about this, trying to figure out like, is it a specific Clutch song? Because it sounds yeah. so much <laughs> like Clutch, and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. it but just, I couldn't place it either. There's got to be one though. I, it's that was but, crazy how how similar that was. Yeah. Anyway, obviously Clutch is a big fan of this band. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say. So. No, they're good. I, I now that I you mentioned the the. Yeah, the I, Rick Rubin thing is definitely like I can hear it now. Like he, it, it, that sounds like Chili Peppers, the production. Yeah, yeah, that that clean, uh, loud bass drum, all that stuff's very Rick Rubin-ish. Yeah. To me, like I really enjoyed like you know sitting back and relaxing to this band. This great groove and all that. But I'd say like if you don't own all the Steppenwolf or <laughs> Iron Butterfly or whatever. <laughs> Maybe get that first. <laughs> this is definitely, you know, right That's in a line big with all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> probably a lot of fucking albums. I, yeah. I don't own any of those albums. No, the production is much better. But it sounds probably, cool. yeah, yeah, well, definitely, yeah. definitely. But I mean, this is this flat out is like a band doing like classic psychedelic rock in 1989 that was, you know, pure and, you know, the way it was done, you know, twenty years prior. So maybe this is me being ignorant, but did psychedelic rock just evolve into stoner rock? I mean, is that kind of? I like- think I think it evolved into prog rock, 
and then prog rock turned into a bunch of shitheads being like, <laughs> oh. Like Rush? Oh. Can't you tell? I'm, <laughs> this is I'm, definitely I, not I'm in, I'm in no, no. ninth, this is sixth anti-prog, time. And, um, <laughs> yeah, this is the opposite of prog. I'm yeah, this is straightforward rock. Heavy rock, blues. Yeah, yeah. And the B Catchy. sharp <laughs> pentatonic <laughs> scale. I'm <laughs> in B sharp pentatonic. That's how long oh. it takes to, to. Are you British? Of course. Are you English? <laughs> what are you wearing? And, what are you you wearing? know, if you're going to be pretentious, you got to be British too. Yeah! Or from, or from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one way or another, I mean, I think we can all agree, though. I mean, this this band might not be like the greatest thing you've ever heard in your life, but holy shit, this is a fun band. I I, I really enjoyed, you know, rocking out to these guys. So, what happened to them, Joe? What? I mean, are they are they still around? Are they? Oh, um, I, well, how? Well, well, I researched that, and I I know a little. I would, I just want to double check. Can you play some John Brown? Just mm. Just a yeah. badass that's what I said was my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. Left him up for long enough. Let me be the baby gruff. John Brown, bring him down. Pull his body to the ground. I thought this that's kind Zeppelin-y. of added in a little more like like a Leonard Skinner feel. Uh, to I it. get like Zeppelin from this. Like, yeah. All right. All right. That slide guitar. Yeah. Like that's uh I don't know what Zeppelin song reminds me of, but one the only negative I could point to would be his voice as a little yeah. bit like Yeah. It, it could take yeah. from a little it, bit better it's, singer, like his it it, it is it, it it's it's not it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's just, actually it's actually it's it's not even not good. It's it's just not great. Right. right. I it's, think yeah. um, you know, I think it's just he probably doesn't want to deal with a singer. If I had to guess anything, <laughs> probably because um, he's also he, he's a uh, guitar player. Having done vocals myself, right. and Eric, maybe you feel the same way. <laughs> um, yes, um, fuck. If you, if you see him, he's not <laughs> not a, a stunning, attractive person. <laughs> and um, neither am I. But <laughs> so I don't I don't really know what their status is because they put out an, an album. The last album was ten years ago, but they have a kind of a spotty history of putting out albums. They're, it seems like they're kind of more of a project than a band. Yeah. Um, but they did put out uh, Sunrise on the Suffer Bus. Uh, it was what three years after this, I think. Okay. And I think John Brown is on that one too, if I'm not mistaken. So they have like a weird. Um, discography if you look at it huh. uh, apparently he worked with uh foo fighters i wouldn't Looks yeah like, not sp- well i mean and dave Grohl worked with queens of the stone age too yeah that makes so, sense yeah, yeah. Nice. he I, I feel like maybe he chris goss is more of a producer who does some album or some music sometimes I, but i'm i'm not 100 percent on it at all oh he just did huh. backing vocals on uh the song outside on sonic highways by foo fighters yeah. He didn't produce or anything, but okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not an expert on the man. I just I just really like him. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, <clears throat> I was just curious. Wait, like, the, I think they're important. To, they're, they're somebody that they're, they're a band that more people should know about. 
Well, they're not thrash. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're not thrash. <laughs> we're going into weird, no. different corners. We are. People yeah. are going to be like, what happened to these guys? Yeah. Talked about thrash. Well, let me ask, well, let me ask you that, guys. Because, I mean, like, I had never heard of these guys no. at all before. I, mean, I well, and, and I, I heard them a little bit from. I no, think they were you know I've heard of them. Hard yeah, heavy, yeah. Right? or a metalhead, one of the two. Yeah, the du- they, they, were, the they were on Domino, the. Yeah. They were right after or before the Big F. On okay, one of those. Huh. And that's that's how I found out about both of those bands. I remember the end of Domino. Domino. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we didn't. I, yeah, it didn't really do much for us back then. Yeah, at the time we were like, yeah, they're all right. We're like, that's fine. Well, I think I just found their CD at some point, maybe even at the Record and Tape Exchange. Hmm. The uh, Sunrise on the Suffer Bus. I was like, oh yeah, I remember them, and and I got it, and I liked it, and uh, and they were the, you know, of course we've talked about how it wasn't as easy to get music back when we were young, yeah, yeah. So that was like my only, um, that was the only thing I had of them for for decades, yeah. pretty much. You know, and then uh, I think Audio Galaxy was, and I was like, oh, <laughs> we can we can find some more audio of Galaxy. all these bands. <laughs> Man, that goes back. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> God. That was what? A, that was the Stealing Network, right? One of them, yeah. Was there, that was like the, yeah, that was the one after Napster. Like Napster died yeah. and then this thing popped up. and Yeah, yeah that and LimeWire. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Should we play one more? Yeah, we can play a little more. What do we only play two? Yeah, let's see. What would yeah, be a good me... one? I like The Eyes of Texas. That was a good song. I, that's I, another bluesy. I, like, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too big of a fan. I like of that the one. candy song. I think that's the one we're talking about. Probably <laughs> sounds like a song to talk about. Yeah, that was. I think that was the song. I was like, Eesh. <laughs> oh, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little ZZ Toppy. Yeah. yeah. Old ZZ Top. Old ZZ Top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen to that riff. Yeah. Oh. That's again. That that could be a clutch riff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the drums here. Yeah. Do you guys listen to? I, I don't listen to them, but Eagles of Death Metal. I know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've tried. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, but that they remind me of them a little bit. Just yeah, the, I, can the, I think that. The, I just, the singers remind me of the singer. Them. Yeah, and for for yeah. me, you know, like listen to that track right there. I mean, <laughs> just the groove, like yeah. tempo yeah. wise. They, these they guys drum, are. I slow. like the drumming on the Exa- album. Oh my god, I love it exactly. <laughs> he's not doing anything flashy, and he's keeping tempo. And he's locked in as he's, fuck. Exactly, yeah. it is just a beat. Groove pop is exactly. Yeah, and you just get into that, and it's just like you fucking lay back, put your fucking. Floor to the god, your foot to the goddamn floor in your car. That sounds dangerous, and, Keith. Well, I, I, mean, I just 
listen to this band. This band in DC rush hour traffic. I don't know if you want to do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get on the sidewalk. I, I was I was going about one mile an hour. The majority of this album, but seriously, this is a. I would flat out fucking say it's a great driving album. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. That's where I listen to my, like 99% of my albums. Yeah. <laughs> that was like Black Album style Lars drumming right there. Oh, Just, it sucked. Yeah. Oh, come on. You sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Keith. <laughs> Fuck you, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> it was those right. simple, like, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, yeah. bosh. Metallica does it, it sucks, but Master's Reality, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Master Puppets, bad. Master Reality, good. Good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Dylan. <laughs> Wrong, John Monocle. <laughs> Wrong! But one way or another, I, I am, I am uh, pleased. I mean, I'm not too shocked, considering Joe is the one who, you know, brought this album up. I, I was I was expecting at least a little more um, distaste. I guess I mean it's, they're not too flashy. It's it's not too you know. It's I would say it's not even a metal album in any way, shape, or form. But it, it has elements, soul. and it yeah. and it definitely influenced some bigger oh, metal yeah. bands today. Um, if you want to call clutch metal, but um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see that. But it's not yeah for the time like. I guess they were on Metalhead, that yeah. video uh, magazine thing. But they, uh, they, uh, they put they put a lot of bands on those video magazines that weren't metal. So oh yeah, there were tons. Fun. Yeah, tons. <laughs> oh, on that on note. that note, <laughs> should we move on? Yeah. yeah. Who's next? Do it. It was it was me. <laughs> Let's on. talk about the Pixies. Do it. Oh. Ah. Okay. Okay. So who did the who did the pixies? Who who made who Keith Keith this one? Oh, absolutely uh, yeah. me. So we'll play a little bit of them. So who wants to go first on this? Uh, I will. Yeah, you uh, have I to will. Get an opinion. Okay, well, you go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds like you have something to say. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love this album. Uh-huh. Fantastic. <laughs> God, I fucking loved it. I like this album too. The, uh, the wave of mut- wave of mutilation. I only knew oh. yeah, because too. of rock band. It was on. Uh, rock, I think I did the rock band. Hundred twenty. Which version? Was it this version? I don't know. There, there, there's, the there's, a, there's a surf punk version. There's, there's like it three different like, versions of this. 
Well, I think it was this one. It, it, it uh, this one right. sounded the same right. to me, but start to finish. I fucking, I couldn't believe how much I like this album. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I threw it in here. Cause this one needs to get heard. And it does. I mean, the big thing when it comes to the pixies that I, I, it doesn't really get talked about too much is, is, uh, having two vocalists and as, as much as uh, what's the fuck's her name? Um, Kim, Kim mostly, Deal. Oh, Kim Deal. Yeah, Kim Deal. Yeah. Like, mostly Frank Black, it's right? almost all Frank Black. I mean, yeah. like on this album, as a matter of fact, the drummer sings La La Love You and that's my favorite song on this album. Oh gosh, that's mm. actually well, the one that I didn't like. <laughs> oh, you don't like that? Uh, he that, sounds like Morrissey and I'm is, like, ah, I hate Well, Morrissey, that so. is that, it's the drummer singing it and he's it's yeah. the only time, he, I think in the... We're, it's the only time he ever sings. There was nothing I didn't but like on this. One way or another, um, but you know, this album, holy fucking crap! I was, you know, I was a metalhead, and then I got into punk. And if it didn't have distortion, I didn't fucking give a shit about it. So when all this shit was happening with the Pixies and I don't know who the fuck else, but one way or another, I was like, fuck that. Or Dinosaur Junior, I guess, was was like another one of these type of bands. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Fuck that crap, man. Mm. That's not fucking rock and roll. One Mm. way or another, uh, I mean, I guess I was in after I graduated college and I came home and I was working with my friend Andy. You, Joe, you might, you got to remember him. Uh, And I live with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, he'd play this shit and be like, this isn't bad. (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't have like the distortion level I was used to, but holy shit, the music was fucking solid. And I love the fact that they did, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes Kim Deal would sing. Most of the time, you know, Frank Black was the, the weird thing is, is I actually saw, you know, Frank Black perform as Block Frank Francis. Uh, yeah, that's my, how he's my listed freshman on the, year. Mm-hmm. I saw him my Wikipedia. freshman year of college uh, <clears throat> open up for, I guess, they might be giants. Um, And I thought he sucked. I I mean, (laughs) he was, Oh my God. I thought he was garbage, but you know, after finally getting into his music, fuck. I mean, this album is easily the best Pixies album. Hands down there. I don't believe I didn't listen to any of that stuff, but I might not. So so we started off with the best. Yes. (laughs) Easily. Doolittle, sometimes Doolittle is their best. And are you too surprised, Joe? Because, I mean, this is a great fucking album. I'm surprised because I, I heard them I'm not back in the day and I was not a fan at all. Um, I think if – so here's here's my take on this album, this band. First of all, I could tell immediately listening to this who the White Stripes were influenced by, who Kings of Leon, <laughs> who, King, who Kings of Leon were influenced by, yeah. who, the, who uh, the Vines, who built a spill, all these bands that I liked coming up like in the late '90s that I started to get into were direct descendants from this oh, yeah. band, basically. Oh, yeah. Like I, I oh, did yeah. not, I had no idea, but I loved it. I thought you know, like because I love built a spill i love kings of leon and kings of leon early stuff sounds a lot different than their later stuff like their more popular stuff yeah and their first two albums kings of leon could be mistaken for like like that song we just heard um debaser i was like this sounds like fucking really early kings of leon this is great um 
Yeah, where you can't understand what he's saying. (laughs) I just love, like, like Kim Deal, like, half the time she does vocals, she's, like, whispering, like, over to the side of the microphone. (laughs) We missed, uh, also in the baser, we missed the the part where he's just going, ah-ha-ha. Like, (laughs) that, can you play that, too? Because I I think that's a great lyric. Got me a movie! He's just laughing for a lyric. Well, I mean, I think that's awesome. He also says slicing up eyeballs. I mean, that's a good lyric. And what is Andalusia? I don't even know if it is that English. Chin Andalusia? What does he say? <laughs> is that what he said? That's what that's what iTunes thinks he's saying. It was. It, I like that you mentioned the uh, white stripes because. I was thinking about, I, I didn't really understand why, but yeah, there's a connection there with the white stripes because I was listening to this album. And I'm like, man, this drummer is really good. And, and I was thinking the white stripes, I can't listen to that band because mm-hmm. the drummer is so, so horrible. So bad. Oh God. So bad. So bad. I don't even know how you can, I don't know how you can be I, consistently offbeat. I, I, I hate the fact that so many people are like, oh my God, she's so good. No, she no, isn't. She's really bad. She does not have talent. No. And she yeah. does not have form. She obviously. No, is, no form whatsoever. Like, pretty much. He was playing guitar, and she was like, I'll play drums for you, and started like yeah. hitting drumsticks onto things, and was like, okay, you're my drummer, and they were married yeah, yeah. at that point, yeah. and then they you got divorced, and somehow... <laughs> if, my, uh, if I was married God. and my, my wife played drums for me like that, I would definitely divorce her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were divorced when they... Started the band. Then. Yes. Oh wow. They were, already, yeah, broken they up. were okay. already divorced when they got famous. Yeah. Wow. So, Which is like that. like how the fuck? Do you, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, we're not talking about white stripes this episode. No. Well, so I mean, I, the, I, you uh, were talking about the connection with them, and, and yeah, no, I, I I mean I I was listening to this album and thinking like the drums are are really good here. Like they're not difficult, or you know they're not technically amazing. It's not like it's Gene mm-hmm. Hoagland playing, but right. they the drums are perfect for the songs. Yeah, I mean that's one thing I would say is like you know, um, you know, when it comes to kind of the metal style of, of guitarists, you know, kind of spewing jism into their own esophaguses, uh, <laughs> you know, just wow. kind of. <laughs> what shows are you going to? Uh, it's just you know, Guar, I guess apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's not real jizz, by the way. Uh, but all those metal guitarists just like jerking on themselves off into their own mouths. Um, that was the guy who went to a Iron Maiden show with me. <laughs> hey, man, I love I love metal, but you know, like you know, all the guitarists do that, and us bassists and drummers just be the cool guys that are standing there over to the side. I was bored so, by this album. You were bored by the album. I liked the first song. I liked Gouge Away and the rest of it. Mm-mm. Hmm. Couldn't get into it. I played it five times in a row. Jesus. And every time I played it, I was like, oh, shit. I forgot to listen to it because it was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but I played it again. And then Spotify did that thing where it starts playing another band that sounds like that band. 
And I went, well, this mm. song is good. And I went, oh, that's not the same band. <laughs> <laughs> what band, band was, was it? it? I don't know. I, was, I turned it off. And I was like, I'll go back and play uh-huh. it again. And I was like, damn it. I, I just couldn't. So as a drummer, that's the one thing Like I, I really love regarding the Pixies. Like he is just, you know, kind of, I, I guess you could say, kind of like the, uh, you know, what we were talking about with uh, Masters of Reality. Yeah. He just, he's great with tempo. He does nothing flashy. Like there is no, yeah. you know, double bass, like no, you know, I, I, in metal. There, there, there is no craziness with what he does. He is just a great, you know, groove bass tempo guy that, you know, he yeah, hits when he needs to hit. But they're talented. I just was bored. <laughs> it's kind of like the Strokes. Like that's another band where I'm like, I just, I. Oh yeah, see, I, I love don't, the Strokes. I don't get them. I don't get it. <laughs> just like I hear them and I go, oh. all right, that's fine. And I just I'm like, oh, the song's over. Oh yeah, there was a song on. <laughs> so uh, that, that's just speaking me. of drums, though. Joe, I should ask you: Did you think of the same song when you heard the opening drum? Sounds like live. Yeah, it's Pain Lives on the Riverside by Live. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, I didn't yeah. think of it. Yep, it's the same fucking drum beat. Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not that innovative. <laughs> but <Yeah. come> on. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damn close yeah yeah anyway i did like this song shake your butt oh yeah crackety jones (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 sounds like bad brains Oh, but yeah. How? Uh, it does. Do you, li- do you listen to the Bad Brains? No. Yeah. Bad Brains are like 40,000 times heavier, and they're doing reggae, not some <laughs> weirdo like Hispanic thing. I don't know what to tell you. All right. <laughs> I liked uh, Monkey Goes to Heaven, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, uh, that might be my favorite. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good album. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> Can you play that one? <laughs> there was a guy. We didn't talk about the uh, musicians or the production. Yeah, well, please do, because, I mean, let's it face it, good, these yeah. guys... We, we got to get to the hook on this one. from New York and New Jersey. You can hear Kim Dale there. Yeah, They're actually, uh, harmony. He's doing a good yeah. harmony. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, the production I thought was good. Yeah, um, that's mm-hmm. good. who is the producer? Uh, I had it. Hold on. That was a good I chorus on that song. I did like that chorus. I I love I love how this band's you know has two vocalists <laughs> that. Don't do the exact same thing, and I think that adds just such mm-hmm. a dynamic element to, to what they do. 
Well, one's like a little skinny girl, and then uh, one's a chubby dude. Um, <laughs> oh, no? I thought she was a little person. I, <laughs> a little person. Maybe in 1989. Not so much. What was her other band? The Breeders? Yeah. yeah. The Breeders, yeah. And was it her yeah, sister? Her sister was a guitarist okay. there. Yeah. And they did uh, that horrible song. So, oh, you should play that, Eric. Why? Because then, then we can play Los Angeles God. and compare where the talent in this band must have come from. Ugh. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do it. No. Time out. Oh. oh. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> so annoying already. This is part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stupid drum sound. That's a good riff. We should make a song out of that. And it's so obvious, like, hmm, I wonder if the bass player wrote this one. <laughs> Speak up! <laughs> Crash on the last splash. Oh, oh. Right, that. And then, Very nice play. Compared to this. Fuck, I love this song. He was a good man, sailing and shoring, dancing. Hey, they came out the same year. Cannonball and this song. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a much better song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know I know art and music is subjective, yeah. but that is a hundred percent obviously <laughs> a better song. It doesn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good fucking song. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so is Wave of Mutilation. That's a good song too. Great song. I was watching well. um just two nights ago, I was watching Zach and Mary make a porno. That movie. You guys have seen that. Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a good movie. I have not. Uh, and hey. this song was in it. I didn't realize. It was, it was just funny because I was listening to this album like three days ago. And then two days ago. What song kind of was this? Hey. Oh. Here Comes Your Man. That's another great song. That's album. a good song. Anyway, it was interesting. 
Uh, what song? Uh, Here Comes Your Man. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. That was the one that was kind of a departure. Like, I mean, I know that every song on this album is kind of unique in some way, but this well, one's like... kind of the way this band was always described as is, is, is surf rock, yeah. you know, done modern style or some, you know, bullshit. I mean, this song this, that, definitely... The song definitely should be in a Ferrelli Brothers movie. What, <laughs> what movie? The Ferrelli Brothers, is that their name? Something, something about Mary, guys. Oh, Pharrell. Uh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know you mean. You're right, though. It does. They do have a good fairly Peter and Bobby Fairly. Fairly, yeah. They did Dumb and Dumber too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did. So they're probably the greatest filmmakers of our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 uh, Martin's what else about this album mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim's like I don't know I didn't take any notes I, Fuck it. I, I did I said I like those two songs <laughs> that's what it's <laughs> what the ones uh, Gouge Away and the first Gouge song. Away yeah I'll play a little bit well let me ask you this uh, you know as a drummer I mean let's face it this guy does nothing flashy yeah. He does flat out tempo, and he just keeps it. But you know, do you, I mean, obviously you're bored. I can <laughs> see that in your yeah. face. Um, I mean, could, could you say that there's anything stylistically that you know you're hearing different from anything anyone else has done? Because I mean, that's for me. You know, when it comes to the Pixies, they're pretty much pulling surf rock. From the 60s into, you know, what really turned into the 90s, as much as this album came out in 89. Um, uh, I would say it, there's probably a lot of bands on Alt Nation that were influenced by the Pixies. A lot. Like oh, a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot. So, and there's a lot of bands on Alt Nation I don't like. <laughs> but, but, well, that's what I was saying before. But, but technique yeah. wise, I mean, yeah. like when you listen to the, his drums, I mean, flat Total out, drums, he, yeah. he's, he's, he, he, he does not have, I mean, let's face it, we've talked about like how after, you know, Justice got released, everyone was doing double bass. Yeah. At least once per album. I mean, there's no way in hell this guy ever even considered having a second bass drum. No. No. He <laughs> probably never even considered having like more than one tom, you know. He's this guy's got like a five piece set at yeah. max. Yeah, he is just keeping things raw and keeping a tempo, and it might be boring to somebody who's stupid. It's not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this isn't uh, an album I'd even listen to because, like, I wouldn't even really pay attention to the drums so much because it's just like I'd be like, okay, this is that kind of. Music where you're not really. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Kinda, this, like they're just in the background almost. Like the Strokes, I always say like the drummers like in the next town over when I hear them because they that's such an afterthought in that in that band. And that's kind of <laughs> what I feel like here too. Where I'm like, it's yeah, there's drums, they exist, but I'm not listening to them because they're just keeping the beat, and I'm bored stiff. I don't know. That's it's one of the reasons, and I, I, obviously Eric, you and I disagree on this one. I love the track. I'll, I'll love you. And uh, mm. that was the one written by the drummer 
obviously, because it's pretty much That's just right. like yeah. a guitarist like going strum, strum, strum while the drummer does what he's doing and says some um, relatively cheesy vocals, but, uh, you know, they're still the vocals. There was something interesting about that on Wikipedia, I think, that song specifically. Let me see if I can find it. Um, let's see. They, they were talking about how it's it's a quote-unquote love song, but it's not really, like... It's a it's, I'm obsessed with you song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it, like... Like a Nine Inch Nails song? <laughs> not that yeah, bad. First album. Not, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> let's see it says um let's see do little also references more ostensibly conventional subjects la la love you sung by the band's drummer david lovering is a love song though with its first bass second bass third bass home run break it's been referred to as a dig at the very idea of a love song um so francis gave it francis frank black <laughs> gave it to lovering as a song to sing like a ringo thing um, Lovering at first refused to sing it, but Norton said that soon he was unable to get him away from the the microphone. So apparently he <laughs> did enjoy it. So yeah, it's I don't know. Can you play some of it? Sure, I did earlier. Yeah, uh, please play the chorus. I'll get to that chorus. Not that one. Okay. Sounds like a Critton Tarantino thing, almost. Yeah. I mean, the whole basis of this song is the, the drum track. Ugh. Yeah. That's total Morrissey. Yeah. Are you, what's the, <sighs> shit, what's that band? I like it other than that Morrissey part. Yeah, they have elements Keith. I like. It's just the whole thing. I'm just. I'll ask you, Keith, are you familiar, uh, are you familiar with Magnetic Fields, the band? No. I am. Oh, you are? Uh, I figured Keith. They, that, that song sounds like one of their songs. Like, like it could be any of their songs. Our, uh, I imagine our wedding, they or... uh, started um, sometime after 1990. So what? they were probably influenced by. Uh, I, don't know. I think they've been around a while. Well, let's look. <laughs> now we're talking about magnetic fields. I'm familiar with them because of another band, though. They covered them. They, they started in 89. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I don't the the album I'm I, the, I only I only know one of their albums is called Sixty Nine Love Songs and it's actually Sixty Nine Love Songs is like three CDs long, but it came out in '99. So I'm guessing they were probably heavily influenced by this. Yes, yeah, that would probably be a good assumption. So where probably. where is this in their discography? Is this like oh, their Jesus second album? Christ. Come on, I know it's the first one that comes up when on essential albums in iTunes. <laughs> um, let's see it's the second studio album by American right. alternative rock band Pixies so yeah, I mean I don't know what the first album is I, yeah I I love this album how many albums do they have because they broke up like soon after uh, this right I mean, they had Trump the Long 
it's the whole thing. Like I saw Frank Black play his Black Francis uh, my <laughs> freshman year of college in '94. So they were definitely broken up at that point. And the breeders Apparently they got back together. Doing so exactly, they get back. Yeah, I mean, so they have albums from '88. So they have four albums from '88 to '91, and then there's nothing until 2014. Hmm. So wow, I guess they got back together in 2014 and ran out of money. They have they have a well, new album. I know. Well, Kim has you know got back, toured with them, and couldn't handle doing that. So she left, and now they've got like some like 23 year old bassist doing <laughs> Kim deals. Yeah. So I'm looking at their most recent album, which came out two months ago, actually, in September 2019. Um, Kim Deal is not on the album. No, no, she has not been. Wanting to be or been with the band, I believe in three years, huh. maybe okay. maybe longer than that. Yeah, they right. they did curious. a reunion tour with her, and during that, I mean, she is, uh, she from I mean, I got friends that uh, I believe they played nine thirty, and I got some friends that were setting up the backstage shit. She is. Flat out sober, That's and good. does not like well. Does hates any of alcohol being anywhere around her. Oh, that's stupid. Um, but I mean, <laughs> it's, hey, if, if <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Remind me, Eric, when were you in a um, rock band that toured the world multiple times over? Oh, uh, you weren't. Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, you, you toured Chantilly. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and manassas yeah <laughs> i hit the western we side of fairfax county <laughs> yeah no i get it I but get yeah it. i mean look look james hetfield's in rehab again for yeah probably similar circumstances yeah. so uh, i can't say anything but he can be around alcohol um, we think that's the whole <laughs> fucking problem. It's like, oh, he can be around it <laughs> until he starts consuming it, and next thing you know, okay, he, <laughs> let's, you let's never drank every fucking day for like most of a year. So <laughs> that's all you need to say. All right, are we done with uh, Pixies? Shall we move on to our oh, headliner? The headliner, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm interested. I am interested to see how we're going to um, kind of lay into this one. Um, who wants to start? Well, it's it's so the album is uh, "Bleach" by Nirvana. Play a little bit of that. Yeah, their first album. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I love this album. Yeah, um, great album. I actually kind of forgot that it's a not it's surprising. A damn good album. Yeah, this is uh this is Nirvana metal. Yeah, this I is agree. Nirvana's metal album. Yeah, like 
This album is. This is a fucking heavy. What metal are you making record. that face for? This is a metal record. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? This is a heavy this. metal record. <laughs> How is that not metal? That's fucking heavy metal. Well, let's see here. Play negative creep. Yeah, really. Do it. Um. It's a when it comes metal to double bass at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It had double bass. You know. Alternative was fucking metal. Except it was just slower. Except for this band. This band spawned from punk. Um, flat out, you know, this is uh, Chris, Chris Novoselic, you mm-hmm. know, is quoted as saying, you know, uh, Nirvana did nothing new. Husker Du did it before us. And Husker Du could even be considered post-punk, not just punk, but, you know, when you look at what they were doing, I mean, they brought in, you know, a second guitarist. Did they yep. bring in, you know, Engve Malmsteen? No. Jason They, they brought in... Pat Smear, what what was the band he? Well, was that was later. Of? Yeah, it's later. Oh, they well, they didn't was... stay this way at all. This is yeah, yeah. But I, I don't care if you tell me they they were influenced by Husker Du. They were this and that. The music that comes from this album is fucking metal. That's yeah, all. I'm saying. This is a metal. Uh, like, I don't care who they were influenced by. Before you, you, it's you, your you ears. You're answering to your ear on the ears. Want. Like the members yeah, of it's... the band <laughs> flat out say. Right, I don't though, care, Eric. They, didn't we? No, didn't we do this before? What's that? Where we made? I, I think I was making the case where I, I was going by what my ears were telling me, yeah, as opposed exactly. to what as Wikipedia to what or genre. The artists writing the music told you what, what they can uh, say yeah, whatever they want. But, These are fucking metal riffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can say it. Doesn't <laughs> I don't care. They're not. Also, right, you know what else? You know what else? Kurt Cobain said he was a fan of Metallica. Yeah. So, you know, are they a metal band? Yes, they are. So they can say they were influenced by Husker Du. They can also say we listen to Metallica. Yeah. Who they, who cares? Like, like this supposed to it, sound like Slayer even. Yeah. <laughs> I even took that as a note. <laughs> and look, I don't care. Uh, yeah, they did. Paper Cuts sounds like uh, Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, really? Is that the, well, one of the last songs on the album? Slayer actually sounds no, like right. sounds like this. It's it it's it, it sounds like Seasons in the Abyss, right? Yes, exactly. Around the yep. around the uh, one minute mark, yeah. Cut, I was wondering like if I should bring that up. Yeah, it's, this actually isn't this sounds like that, but because that was ninety. But, right, but yes, that's Slayer. <laughs> that's that's definitely tuned down a half step. Yeah. It sounds very Alice in Chains too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You gotta it's realize Seattle. it is fucking nineteen eighty nine, yeah. and at the time, metal is fucking. All that there is. We were, um, 
you know, uh, what was I, I sent a, an email out to all of us, including Paul, who was uh, talking about exploited him being British, you know. And mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, punk was dead in 1989, even though, you know, as, as the exploited would say, punk is not dead. One way or another, um, you know, as much as these guys were more punk influenced than any metal, uh, yeah, sure, they have metal influences because that's what was selling at the time. No, you know, but they weren't influenced because it was a selling at the time. I mean, it's, 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 they, they, they like Metallica of, because they like Metallica. They so like this is a punk album. Bands. This is not a punk album. Not if you ask I, me. This band is more punk than it is metal. Mm, I disagree. Not on this not one. This album. I don't think on this one. No. I had no way. I mean, this has double bass and there's some guitar solos and. Heavy, heavy riffs. <laughs> Double bass and... before uh, Eve Grohl was in the band. Yeah, yeah no. this is the so drumming. We is, didn't mention that. Yeah, the drumming is not as good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. Chad Channing yeah, is the drummer yeah, on the song. They, yeah. they actually, they were trying to replace him, but they they didn't. Yes. Do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that is the funny thing about this album. Yeah. Is... They, <laughs> they have a different drummer, I'm, and but they well, don't I'm, I'm, I'm with Eric. I forgot. That I like this album that much. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I me mean, too. You listen yeah. to you listen to the songs on this tune, like on this thing, and you you know you remember them from like their MTV unplugged bullshit. Well, yeah, I don't think yeah, any of us knew of about this band until didn't play I didn't know about this album until after obviously after Smells Like Teen Spirit yeah. and that yeah. whole thing blew up. So Never mind. And we had to go yeah. back and discover this album, and even then, like I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even I, I didn't even bother going back <laughs> no, to discover I was like, this one, like. Pretty much, I fell in love with the band, but, you know, uh, whatever the fuck the goddamn thing Never is. mind. Never mind. Yep. And uh, then they got too popular, so I hated <laughs> oh. them because, you know. Oh, you hated them man. because it got popular. Oh, you did that thing. Oh, Silly. Don't do that thing. And then, uh, you know, one of my best friends in, in college, he, you know, this was his most important band. And so he, he you know, after Kurt. You know, blew his head off. He had that huge, like, wall poster of Kurt probably That's crying. Fine. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, hey, I've been drinking for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- did you know this album is the most, uh, it sold the most, al- uh, let me rephrase this, it's Sub Pop's most successful album. Yeah, that's not surprising. That's that, not that surprising. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Wait, yeah. seaweed didn't beat this one. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Uh, yeah, but no, I, I from start to finish, I like this album. Yeah, oh, I yeah. there's a song I, I mean, didn't like. Um, regardless, so this, yeah. regardless of how much we we can argue over whether it's a metal album or a punk album or whatever the fuck, whatever we want to call it, you know, this is a great fucking album. And yeah, you should own it and listen to it. So is sure this your favorite you Nirvana album, bar none, Keith? Me, uh, oh, I mean, oh. I, I, I really because you they got popular, so you couldn't like them anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it must be by the by the fault because right? yeah. they weren't popular at the time. So <laughs> yeah, but I, didn't, I, I didn't know of them at the time they before they were popular. <laughs> yeah. So for me, you must no. not have liked them very like, long time because they yeah, got popular really yeah, quickly. Yes, and never mind. Never mind is, <laughs> you know. 
I'm sorry. I, I don't even. That's a great album too. Yeah. Yes, I mean to this but, day, it's still a really yeah, good album. I what the whatever the what the fuck was their third album? In, in, Utero. in Utero. Utero. That's actually my favorite album. Yeah, I think it's my favorite. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mine. Yeah, too. I think it's the definitely. Best. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't yeah. know that. I I don't really even listen to anything on that. Uh, I would no, say never mind so because it's yeah, the only one I've ever owned. This is good, solid shit. You're gonna recognize almost all of it from all the live shit you've heard from this band over the years. So, man, that's yeah. I want to give so, some discussion to Chris Novoselic and his bass lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think About a Girl is probably one of the best ways to illustrate. You know, he takes a pretty boring guitar riff that's very repetitive in the song. But when it comes, when uh, Kurt starts singing, he does a, uh, like a, a you play a little almost bit. a scale type of, of riff on the bass, which is different from what he's doing during the um, the rhythm before it. Hmm. I listen to that. I mean, let me listen to that because I don't. Doesn't sound familiar. Huh? He's just following the guitar main, the, the root here, right? And it changes once the singing starts, and this is something he does throughout all of their songs or a lot of their songs. Oh yeah, that's cool. And it gives it a lot more power than those vocals. And he had such a weird way of playing. Yeah, yeah. He, his bass <laughs> he was like the, down at his knees, and he held the it, pick like with his middle finger at his thumb, and it was yeah. all. And you're like, how are you even playing? <laughs> and he would jump around and yeah, and, and then yeah, he'd yeah, throw right. his bass up straight in the air. And then and try and hit go, like, catch the... it with his nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, didn't he? Didn't he knock himself yeah, out yeah, that yeah. one time? Yeah. 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 I thought I was yeah he did. <laughs> that was on uh, MTV Music Awards yeah, or something, was, right? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think he might have been a little drunk. I hope. <laughs> oh, possibly something besides that. <laughs> well, all of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for them and good for him. He's he, he seems like a nice guy. He does. Yeah. yeah. So obviously this this band obviously obviously um, obviously <laughs> obviously uh, this band was like the catalyst for for grunge rock right um, this well yeah what about that love buzz that bass lick on love buzz is pretty badass too yeah love buzz also sounds a bit like that uh, sales of cherry on scorpion song I thought what yeah oh we're going yeah, deep here I, I got a oh, little that's... hint of that some scorpions in there. What's the Scorpion song? Uh, Sales of Cherry On. And it's like... Or is it Kyrie Frog? It's C-H... Yeah, it's Kyrie Frog. Yeah, Kyrie Frog. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. It's all Middle Eastern sounding, right? So let me play this. uh, Is it like right from the start? We heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. Same vibe. They're just using a, a different yeah. type of scale. It's a minor scale. It's like a minor scale, but. Yeah, for this. Not that one, but yeah, that That's sounds great. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's. um, I forget the names of the scales, but. um. 
basically you change where one of the half notes is in relation mm-hmm. to the others and it gives you that sound yeah okay yeah, this is a drummer perspective on riffs. <laughs> yeah, but you have a. Ironically, you have the best ear of. <laughs> sounds like what of all of us? <laughs> Weird. So a couple. Um, you probably um, should have played Keith it left. Yeah, a, a musical like a note instrument. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get too much into this song, but God, this song's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's heavy fucking metal. (laughs) (laughs) And I love how this is Floyd the Barber. Yeah. I love how it. School is great too. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how he he just keeps going back to the toms, like every sport. Yeah. I don't think the drumming is bad at all on this. I think his boom. Probably what they need. Yeah. His boom botch stuff is good. His fills are kind of iffy. I feel like there's such an overarching there's there's something about the bands we've talked the last five albums we've talked about yeah they feel like they're connected in a way i don't know I, <laughs> does that make sense like there's a yeah alternative like they could be on a uh like a big tour together or something <laughs> yeah they sense. really f- kind of all fit together in a way <laughs> yeah. it's weird well i think it's for me it's partly because this is kind of these are all bands that led into the nineties and, and more yeah. well, I guess not the Pixies, but all the other bands were like kind of I know that's Pixies, what kind of jump started the nineties and we, were, all these we talked about genres. the bands that, that they influenced. That's true, yeah. yeah they I would did say influence the a bunch did, of yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean if you look at you know, Industrial was kinda owned by Nine Inch Nails, Grunge was kinda owned by Nirvana. Yeah. Um, you know, the Beastie Boys were huge and you know, that hip hop was they kinda owned that too. So <clears throat> they've kind of led their respective genres all these bands mm-hmm. in a way so nirvana was supposed to be the band that opened that guns and roses metallica tour in 92 and uh kirk cobain was like i will never share a stage with axel rose <laughs> <laughs> he hated him yeah, yeah. hated him. yeah so i i was hope i mean i would like keith to hear some of this but i think we have to talk if we're gonna talk about bleach we have to talk about the transition to Nevermind, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it was such an, I mean, yeah, the, it's <laughs> so different, right? And I've heard, I've, I've read different articles about how Kurt Cobain was very opposed to the clean, like simple song, right? The, like the, the, the poppiness of the songs that were on that album huh. and mm. um, the production even though it kind of it's supposed to sound rough, it's very it's really well produced. Oh yeah, actually. Oh yeah, that's Andy Wallace, right? But you can see you can see where they're they're trying. I think they're going for a certain sound, right? Yeah, but it's still Andy Wallace too. I think he maybe he mixed it. So, well, my understanding is Kurt Cobain had issues with the sound and the song structure of that album. Um. Maybe you guys can correct me if I'm I'm off base here, but I think he he struggled with that. But at the same time, he wanted to make a shitload of money. <laughs> he was obviously doing it to make money. He yeah. could have just said "fuck this." So I mean, that's probably a big I mean, deal. It's possible he didn't know how much life. money he was going to make. Off oh yeah, of but I don't sure. think. Yeah, but if you look at it, that, have, have you 
we, we talked about like first albums to second albums. Yeah. The last time, like differences. I mean, the the bleach the nevermind is fucking yeah. maybe insane. the yeah. nudest of nobody, all time and anything happened and then no. fucking right. when when it smells like tea spirit broke holy crap everyone was like no one's ever done this before well actually they had they had an album before this right and then it was <laughs> like you know not only that, but like, and, you know, and the Kirk members of the, said too, members like, the band were like, uh, exactly. actually, we were trying to be Husker Du. So, uh, yeah, we're like, I like the Melvins and Sonic Youth. And <laughs> yeah, like, that's I, I'm not even close to what they're doing. So, you know, so, it, you know, I, but I've never seen something where it was so quickly a genre began and a genre ended like <laughs> grunge blew up and hair metal just went. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a nuclear bomb <laughs> with Thrash that. being the innocent bystander. Time out, time out. Oh, you know what? And, and I, I forgot to mention this too about uh, uh, Bleach. But there's a couple songs that towards the end of the album, and if I look them up, I can tell you the names. But the, it's it. They're way more like Soundgarden than Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the big like uh, climbing palm muted riffs. Mm-hmm. You know that. Well, not as intricate. As as Soundgarden, I was just like, this is this is not Nirvana right. at all. Let me, let me see if it's like yeah. Is this one? Uh, now there's like riffs that are like they're like climbing up and down. Double bass. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, what was that one? That was Big Cheese. So, Scott has um, those too. Mr. Mustache and Sifting, maybe? Okay. This is Mr. Mustache. Yeah, yeah. that's very sound gardening. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Cool. It's like, yeah. Early, early sound loud, garden. loud love. Yeah, yeah. Ultra mm-hmm. Mega. Okay. Yeah. That is some guitar tone, isn't it? Ooh, right. Yeah. Man. That's that fuzz box. <laughs> I could also imagine this being a B-side of a Alice in Chains song, uh, album, you know, yeah. like like something they never released. Yeah. It's a little fast for them, but yeah. Yeah, that's... I... The next that's song, the too, is like that... It's just got that kind of uh, palm muted climbing sifting. That's the thing. Like I knew the the hits, quote unquote, the songs they played live yeah, in this yeah. album. But these are the songs that I forgot about. Yeah. Like, or didn't even know about. <laughs> fucking metal. Yeah. It's like a thing that should not be. yeah and i wasn't uh i wasn't upset when i killed hair metal because no yeah like no that's that's totally fine but i mean i'll even say like you're guy you guys are right like that fucking song right there that's a fucking metal song. 
<laughs> much, I mean, that's the one thing. Like, you know, for me, I, I, I mean, I've said it numerous times throughout our podcast. You know, alternative wasn't alternative. It was just metal that was slower. And instead of the vocalist doing high register soprano, they were like low altos. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Dirt by Alice in Chains is a that's a metal album. Yeah, I mean, and some of the early the early Soundgarden did stuff. Did anyone that's all think metal. it wasn't a metal album? People might say it's hard rock or grunge or whatever, but that's a fucking heavy metal record. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, that's um, a, a I mean, great fucking metal record. It's one of the best. Oh god, I love that. <laughs> and yeah. obviously the you know obviously the thrash guys weren't like most thrash guys. I think like we had Craig on here from Forbidden. He yeah. talked about how he he loves Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Yeah. And, uh, I know I, I talk about this a lot, but Scott Ian mentioned in his book too. He's like, when, when I first heard Alice in Chains, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, he didn't think of it as, oh no, this is going to kill our yeah. genre. Yeah. Or, oh, this is going to kill He didn't him. consider it a challenge. You consider it like, wow, someone else is doing, yeah, something, doing something that new. is impressive. Yeah. And that right. is, oh God, exactly. Take the fucking well, slap you know, in the face and, 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 you know, improve yourself. That's, it's, so that like now smells like Tears Spirit comes on. I fast forward, you know. I don't yeah, well, the, it's just yeah. so overplayed. Yeah, but at the time when it came out, that it was, was amazing. A oh, really yeah. great song. Oh, yeah, I was like, what is this? What is we'll this? this right yeah. now? Yeah, and that is still a great album. I mean, yeah, it's. I pro- it might be my favorite album if it wasn't so overplayed. Yeah, like, probably. I, yeah, I agree. I think I like in Euro because it's a little more raw. Like yeah. The, it's not as clean. It's yeah. I think it's what kind not of, as clean. Like, it's probably like, more produced. Than, not in utero. I'm talking about in utero. Yeah, yeah. In utero is kind of like in utero's got like a really f- like the bass drum sound on that album is just it's not clean at all. It's just nah, it's, it's like I never boom, I never really listened yeah. to that one because um, that was deliberate. Was too too. No. Yeah, it was deliberate. That's yeah. but yeah, that album. Oof. Yeah, I still love that album. Yeah, um, it's a great album. So Machine Head covered Negative Creep. Ooh. They did. Oh, no. Well, I will, before we get to that, yeah. yep. in Utero, I think, um, I, th- I, I feel like his lyrics were the most honest he'd ever been. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not like he had that much material, but, um, and this is morbid as shit to say, but I mean, he was, he was, he sounded so miserable yeah yeah through those lyrics yeah, that's a dark and, album. Uh, and this this i mean i i hate i hate that i ever thought this but when he when he actually killed himself it was like i remember thinking jesus christ like he fucking really meant what he was talking yeah. about and that's horrible but i remember when listening to in utero, like Jesus, this guy's this guy's fucked up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is an album that I could see. Like for me, um, "Vulgar Display of Power" was was that was the album that I was like, you know, that that was my teenage angst album, right? Like Henry Rollins, that, that was the album you hump. But I could see where in utero would be that for a lot of people too, right? Yeah, yeah, like the song that. Penny Ro- Penny Royalty Penny Royalty the yeah. lyrics in that mm-hmm. song. <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus man. Whew. The lyrics on Bleach, he said he just wrote them like the night before. 
He's like, they just, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, they're just shitty yeah. lyrics. I don't, I don't well, even care about it's, them. It's not the lyric. Lyrically, it's not deep. No, right. Like, no. It's, it's basically even even the verses. They they're more like choruses because he kind of repeats himself over and over throughout the album. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, that one's more about the music. Yeah, it's just is heavy and aggressive. Yeah, yeah. But um, and then never mind is never mind. Mm-hmm. It was the big famous. Well, the addition of Grohl at that point too, yeah. Dave Grohl, and like that's immediately you have better drums, of course, and mm-hmm. um, it's a weird and then thing. On in, yeah, in utero, he actually helped write a couple of songs too. So yeah, he has some writing credits as far as the actual music goes on that album too. So that's and the big hit on that album was the um, was what the um, on, on, oh on uh, in utero it was a heart uh, heart shaped box heart shaped yeah. box yeah I mean I mean that's that's an amazing song oh yeah it really is yeah yeah. I think um, Scentless Scentless Apprentice is still one of my favorite Nirvana songs. That drum see that drum sound immediately is like not as polished as I don't think. I mean it sounds good but it's not And this album is one of those that takes me back to like a point in my life like I can remember the time frame you know the best albums can do that It was winter of what, like 94? It would have been 93. 95. 93, that's what, yeah, 93. No, 93. 95, right? He died in 94. He died in 94, yeah. Yeah, 93. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of a different name. So maybe it doesn't take that. <laughs> winter of well, 93 or no? He died, he died right after we got out of high school. Oh, yes. it, was, uh, it was right, I think it was yeah, the end of high school. It was before. May, May, May 94. It was yeah, 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 that's right. Before I went to college. It was either April, yeah, it April was, or it was May. 94. April or May '94. I think it was, it was April. April. Late April. I feel like it was April. Okay, so right as we were well, driving, we have well, the internet. We could just find yeah. <laughs> that out right now. April fifth. Only 94. there was some way. Okay. Yeah, April fifth, nineteen ninety four. Yeah. <laughs> there was some way. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody recorded deaths back then. Man, I was bummed. I was yeah. super bummed. I mean, I hell. That. I mean, at the time, yeah. oh, that, yeah. that album was in constant rotation for me. And Utero was, I was still playing it like crazy. So, you know, and I will admit, like, when, after he died, I really, I dug even deeper into his catalog. I really got, like, I like, man, like, now I want to even. Yeah. I think that's why I thought it was but later. Also, you know, yeah. I started getting into them more after he died. And I, As an 18-year-old, I, was I feel, like, oh, I feel but, guilty. You know, too, having, but, you know been through kind yeah, of that kind everyone of does shit. that i mean exactly having gone through that shit like when i was 14 it was like okay you know you get you know why so to speak well even but, as recently as prince dying i mean when prince oh, died his, yeah, his record sales was, shot through the roof because yeah. everyone's like oh no i'm gonna talking about okay i'm more talking about well, on the lines of you know suicide as compared to, just, yeah, uh, as opposed to Courtney Love killing him. <laughs> oh God! Conspiracy theories. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think so. Duce did it. Oh. Remotely a thing. No, I don't think so either. But yeah, it had to be brought up. It did have to be brought up. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Finally, uh, Machine Head Negative Creep. Yes. Oh yeah, I have it. Hold on. Okay. Right here. Do it. It's good. Do it. Yeah, it's good. Do it. It starts in one channel at first, and it, I was like, "Wait, huh?" The right channel. Yes. 
Like, oh, that's annoying. Get them both channels, please. <laughs> I think it'd be better if it had been dub in Dublin. I like that he stayed true to like. <laughs> I think he sounds a little bit like he does, yeah. Old Kurt, yeah, Cobain there, yeah. It's good. Uh, Fear Factory did a cover of School. Well, I appreciate that, that? that. That who the one we just listened to that was um, that was Machine, Machine Head. Head, Rob Rob Flynn. Yeah, the, I think uh, Kurt his his vocals in that song have more oomph. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. But I mean they they it sounded good though. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't so, Machine uh, Head do the um um Children of the Dam? Or no, it was um Hallowed Be Thy Name. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, their cover of that was completely legit. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was good they stuff. challenged Iron Maiden on that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna give the the nod to Nirvana on this one. <laughs> Let's hear. I haven't even heard this. This is Fear Factor doing uh, school. This could go either way. The Joe yeah, Rogan show? <laughs> Fear Factory, not Fear Factor. Oh. So... They're basing that double bass, though. Yeah. It's so weird hearing the double bass that clean. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is there a cookie monster band? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Nah. Nope. Poo. Nah. Doo doo. The original's way nah. better. They're missing it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's weird how, like, we're saying like this this album's metal, and then these metal bands try to cover it, and it's like, no, you're missing something. Yeah. They're missing like the raw. The they made it. There's like a pain with. Is that cheesy to say? There's a pain no. with, uh, with with Cobain's vocals, yeah, and and playing, yeah, that it, it's hard to convey with technical metal. Yeah, they made it too metal. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's true of the like, top. We worst were, example you know, of fucking up a metal maybe, song is obviously you know. the uh, Dio. <laughs> oh God, cover. <laughs> it's probably the you know Kurt. It was you know punk. We should address that at the very end of this episode as a public service announcement. <laughs> Which we, band was it again? You want? Yeah, it was Kill Switch um, Engage. Kill Switch. Yeah. yeah totally. You diver. know what? Let's let's let's. I, I would like to. Spend like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> discussing that at the end of this, just as a PSA. Right. Well, we're getting close to the yeah, end. Yeah, there's not much, much yeah, more to okay. say about Nirvana. Yeah, I mean, well, because I think it's relevant to what we're yeah. talking about here with these covers because they're lacking something, right? Yes. Am I wrong no, in saying that? No, especially when you're doing a cover of a band like Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana is kind of Nirvana. it's hard to, <laughs> yeah, you can't duplicate specifically like 
Cobain's There's vocals. an emotion yeah, there. Exactly. Maybe that's the similarities you were talking about with these five bands. Well, sorry, these three bands and the two from the last podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two weeks that ago. they're yeah. all or ish very difficult to kind of cover and make it sound. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is what makes them yeah exactly. their own. Which make, that's part yeah, of what makes right. them great. Yep, they're all very unique. Well, we're going to talk about them again in two years when we do uh, ninety one, right? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah. So, well, cool. I think we've, we've done a good job on Nirvana. All right. We got so, a- let's, let's, can we dig into this real quick? Oh, sure. Dig into what? Or are we going to <laughs> we discuss? Have a, we have a public service the, announcement. For- <laughs> the Holy Diver. <laughs> the Holy Diver. All right. <laughs> We're going to are you aware of the, have you heard this song? I know. Holy, You've heard Holy Diver. I know the original. song. Okay. Can we play him? Yeah, I'm going to right now. This challenging version. Before he passes out. Yeah, he's like ready to pass out. He's yeah, like he's literally falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, you are, don't. <laughs> I'm still drinking. It's okay. Still got your luck, though. Everything wrong. <laughs> Everything is yep. wrong. Terrible. Ugh. They're like uh, choose your own adventure where you constantly <laughs> pick the wrong fucking <laughs> exactly. page. Die everywhere you go. <laughs> That's the worst. So bad. That might be the worst cover. So, do you remember the movie Colors with uh, Robert Cutters. Duvall and Cutters. Sean Penn? Colors. Colors. Do you remember when he's saying, "Let's"? <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, there's a, there's a. Daddy bowl and a baby bowl. I don't remember the or, movie. Nah. I don't think I don't think I saw it. I don't think we saw it. So there's a dad bowl and a, a younger bowl. Uh-huh. Younger bull sees a, a field full of cows down the hill and he's like, Hey, hey dad, let's run down and fuck one of those cows. Cuddles. And the the dad bull says, <laughs> No, son, let's walk down there and fuck them all. <laughs> and and I feel like this band is Let's metal the fuck out of the song, yeah. and 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 we'll do every metal fucking thing we can to this song, and it'll be awesome. That's exactly. What and they what did. they ended up with was a big pile of metal diarrhea. Oh, it's, it's awful. Really bad. <laughs> every th- every note they do is wrong on that. <laughs> Everything they're doing is wrong. I want you to know this. <laughs> there should be metal heavy metal music classes in why this is this is. This is the complete opposite of what you do. <laughs> you take a classic metal song, Colors, and it's horrible colors. Here you go. Hold colors. On. Let's see what this is. Colors. It's got to be it. <laughs> I'm sure it's easy to what find. Ice no, no, no. Colors. Colors. Everything you're doing is bad. Colors. I want you to know this. <laughs> you hear that? Play it again. Colors. Colors. Everything you're doing is bad. 
I want you to know this. I am on Nightmare Walking, psycho <laughs> talking. Do you know what that's from? Ghostbusters. No. Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Oh, Janusz. Yeah. Everything you're doing is bad. How much? I want you to know this. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. Perfect. <laughs> it's all this blackness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear that louder. Yeah. Everything you're doing is bad. Colors. I want you to know this. <laughs> but that's right, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the, the, the double time Terrible. during this, the, the verse. Colors. What are you doing? <laughs> Colors. Well, we got a podcast episode to it, I guess. Colors. Yeah, I think so. I think, <laughs> can you at least play the song so it don't sound weird? Oh, the, or, the actual yeah, color Colors. song? <laughs> yes, with Ice T. Colors. 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 <laughs> Yo, let's do this. Colors. <laughs> I, I thought that was the video. Colors. Keith. Colors. Colors. I did too. Colors. I am a nightmare walking. King of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker. Quick as my fuse, been dead as a death, back the colors I choose, red or blue, cuz of blood, it just don't matter, sucker died for your life when my shotgun scattered, colors, the gangs of LA will never die, just multiply colors, 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 just multiply colors, <laughs> see, we should have been playing this the last episode where we talked about Beastie Boys, yeah, hip hop, I'm happy we got a black rapper into our discussion. Cool. I don't know. Persistence, any problem I got, I just put my fist in. My life is violent, but violence is life. This is the second time Ice Ice T made an appearance on this podcast. Yeah, John Mulaney's Ice T bit. Well, what about his uh has uh, institutionalized it. Oh, yeah, oh. that's right. That's <laughs> our third. Damn. <laughs> Sneaking in. You mean, like, you mean like when somebody bets too much on the ponies? <laughs> yes, Ice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> Go boy! Go boy! Go We've boy. gone off the rails. All right, that's all right. Episode's over. What is that? LA Law? Is that the Oh, yeah. LA Law, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith. Hey, did we convey the fact that uh, Avenged Sevenfold is horrible? Yes, children out there listening. Please do not ever do a cover like that if you're in a metal band. If you're not, awful. if you if you are unsure what? of if your cover is acceptable of a metal song, no, that wasn't a, a classic metal, metal song. That was that was uh, Kill Switch Engage. Kill Switch yeah, Engage. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah. kind of is. I think Avenged Sevenfold's worse. Black uh, Black Moon, Black Sun, whatever. <laughs> you could do a whole semester class, a three credit course. On why this is the wrong way to do a metal cover song. 
Yeah. Keith is like, Keith's fucked everything up right now, I think. I think he, what his mic, over there? His mic stand is messed up. I don't know. He, he looks like he's on, he looks like somebody on the space station. Yeah, my, 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 my <laughs> mic is on. Keith, act like you're floating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I should play an outro song, but I'm not going to. We're done. Yeah, play, yeah. play, the, play the good version of Holy Diver. Holy Diver! <laughs> I think that would be a fitting out outro on this. Dio. Oh I'm drunk. I think he's got to get away. You think? Oh, but. <laughs> That smells good. Mmm, delicious. Look out! You've been down too long in the midnight. That's gonna become a new sound that's Keith's new horoscope. Holy 